We're talking about praying, and we're asking, asking the question, why pray? We're taking a look at what Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 6 when, he, uh, <clears throat> when his followers were noticing that um, Jesus prayed differently. And it wasn't that he used different words. It wasn't that he uh, prayed more, even though uh, one might come to that conclusion. It's that Jesus had a very recognizable and uh, 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 observable uh, relationship with God. And his followers began to watch him time and time again go and spend time with God and pray. Uh, it wasn't that he had to do it because it was a certain time of the day. It's because he needed to do it to sustain that relationship. And he gained strength from it. And those that followed Jesus recognized that that strength came because of that. And so they said, hey, can you help us have the strength that you have? Can you teach us how to pray? My own prayer life hasn't always been good. Uh, there were times when <clears throat> growing up as a preacher's kid, I prayed because my dad told me to. I prayed when my dad told me to. I prayed when my mom told me to. I prayed when my dad said it was time to pray in church. I prayed when my, uh, those who, when I was in the youth group, and they told me, okay, it's time to pray now. Uh, if somebody called and said it's time to pray, then I would pray. But it was more responsive than initiative on my part. I've come to understand that sometimes when people pray, Usually there's a burden involved. The overwhelming majority, majority of people who are surveyed when they're asked about prayer, they pray when there's trouble. They pray when there's a burden. Uh, when we've all got jobs and things are going well and the kids are fine and, and everybody's healthy, it's kind of, hey, the life is good. But when there's trouble at work, when there's trouble in the family, when there's more month than money, then prayer seems to pop up then it becomes a little bit more of a of an initiative thing that's a general aspect of things sometimes people pray because they uh <clears throat> think that god uh will respond if they pray in a certain way or if they uh pray a certain number of times and sometimes people don't pray because they don't think god is listening and i get that in a whole bunch of ways we have a culture that doesn't listen. We've got a culture that says all kinds of things. But very few people actually listen. Um, I've had the, whether it's local news or national news, where you click and you got the talking heads, the person who's hosting the programs in the middle, then one opposing views on this side, you know, one view on this side, opposing view on that side. And it, does, it takes about 90 seconds before the two people on the outside are just talking over one another. Click. They're not listening, and now I'm not. It just happens. We post things on Twitter or Facebook or, or whatever, and everybody wants to type and, and say what they want to say, but we have no idea whether anyone is listening or not. And after a while, rather than just kind of turning things off, we just type more and say more and then type more again. 
assuming that someone might listen. And I've come to determine that we really, we really get better when we understand that someone's listening. We don't get better when we just talk more and yell louder to find out that no one's really listening. It gets really frustrating after a while. When Jesus prayed, the guys noticed that something was different about the way that he talked to God. And the way that Jesus talked about God, talked about his Father, it was almost as if God was saying some things back. And there was a relationship there. And Jesus said some of the most amazing things, and among them was, you ready? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, you have a relationship with me. I'm standing right here. We had breakfast this morning. We're talking about things. We're walking on the way. We're laughing. And sometimes we uh, uh, share different things. And the same way that you have that relationship with me, you can have that relationship with God the Father. You can do that. You can do that. And so when Jesus taught us to pray, he wanted us to understand first and foremost that there's a relationship that we can have with God. It can begin uh, with uh, prayer and it can be sustained by prayer. He begins by teaching just that way. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 6. The verses are going to be on the screen right there. He says, uh, right where we were last week, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Prayer is not about a real... Even though uh, I am strengthened when I hear other people pray, prayer is not primarily for relationship with one another. That's a byproduct of it, okay? Um, uh, Truly, I tell you, uh, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts uh, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Why should we pray? Last week, we, uh, the answer to the question was because Jesus prayed. And he gives us an example of how we ought to live. Today, the answer is because God is listening. That's why we pray. God hears every thing, single thing that we say. He knows the things that we think. Our relationship with him is so intimate that Paul tells the church in Rome that there are times when we are so overwhelmed with grief, we're so burdened that we don't even have, we can't even say words. We just weep 
And it's if our tears speak on our behalf and the Holy Spirit understands exactly what that means. And he says, God, there's some stuff going on right here. This person needs some comfort. This person needs some peace. And our tears even speak on our behalf. That's how significant the listening ability of God really is. Jesus says, our Father in heaven. He says it very matter-of-factly. He acknowledges this when he says, pray to your Father who is unseen. And then he reinforces God's attentiveness by saying, then your Father will reward you. Now, for some of you, uh, this okay, yeah, I, I know all about this, Shan. I've heard this since I was little. For others, you know, and I, I, I don't have that. I don't know anything about that. I'm, I'm not sure if God really likes me or if he does care about me. I understand. I, I really do. But I want you to know that part of the reason for this message this morning is to let you know he knows you so well. He loves you so much. And he really does care about you. That's the basic outline of what I want to say this morning. First of all, that God listens because he cares. He does. He just simply listens out of his capacity to care. Um, Psalms chapter uh, 103 says this, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. One of the things that's significant about our relationship with God is that the relationship that we have with one another here on earth, uh, father to child, a child to father, friend to friend, husband to wife, there are so many aspects of our relationship with God that mimic our relationships here. And so uh, uh, <clears throat> the, the Bible says, hey, listen, this is like, this is like it, is with, it is with God the way it is sometimes with us. And if you think your dad can take care of you, then how much more God can take care of you? If you think your dad likes you, how much more is it that God likes you? If you think that your dad would do anything he could to protect you and love you, then how much more does God want to protect you and watch out for you and and warn you when things aren't going well and, and encourage you when things are and love you right where you are. Right where you are. I remember the times my dad has encouraged me. I go all the way back to when I was on the field as a a high school soccer player. And out of all the guys in the stand, out of everybody who was there, doesn't matter how many people were screaming and yelling, I could hear my dad's voice. Great job. Keep going. 
if, my, if I can hear my dad's voice and my dad has the capacity for me to recognize what he says and hear his encouragement, God's not only no different, but he's more. He loves you. He has compassion for you. To continue on with that same thought, 1 Peter uh, chapter 5 says this, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all of it. How many have ever tried that? I'm glad some of you are being honest. Because you know what? If I, were to, if I were to ask me of that question, I would kind of go like this. Because what I tend to do is I cast some. All right? I cast some. I, I, I say, God, th- I, I can handle, you know, one, two, three, and four, but I need you to take care of five through ten. God, right now I'm kind of tired, so I can only take care of one and two. I need you to take care of three through ten. The most significant times where I've grown in my faith and where my relationship with God has really, really gained in power and significance is when I said, God, I just can't. I I just can't. I've got nothing left. I I need you to do one through. I need you to take it all. And I can tell you that it's those times when God kind of goes, I've been waiting for you to say that. Because whether you know it or not, I've had one through ten all along. There's a lot there. God is listening because he cares about you and about me. Last verse I want to share with you this morning. Uh, God listens because he cares. Psalm 59 verse 10. God is changeless in his love for me. Changeless. I need you guys to lock in on that understanding. I don't earn God's love for me any more than I earn love for my own father, any more than my children earn love from me to them. It just is. It doesn't matter where you've been and what you've done or where you are or what you're doing. He loves you. He loves you. And that's why he hears what we say. And sometimes, as I said uh, about Paul, even when we don't say it, even when we're just groaning and when we're just frustrated, we just sigh. It's like he's got this amazing translator that knows exactly what we're thinking and what we're feeling all the time. There are times when I want God to move so quickly and I want him to move immediately and I basically am telling him what his plan for the day ought to be. I need you to do this, 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 and this. All right? And oh yeah, that. And I'll tell him that. Uh, We'll talk about some things. And then, having told him all those things, he just kind of looks at me the same way my dad would when I was nine. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take care of you. I've heard what you have to say, and I'm listening to you because I love you. I'm still going to do what's best for you. Still going to do that because my love never changes for you.
It's one of the great things that we can rely on. The, the world may seem to go crazy. The world may be at peace. Uh, things may be crazy in your house. Things may be great in your house. Things may be wonderful at work. Things may be completely up in the air about work, but God is always the same. He never changes, and he, his love for you and me never, ever changes. God listens because he cares And secondly, God listens because he's close. He's really close. Acts chapter 17 says this. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. I need to give you the background of that verse. Paul is in the ancient city of Athens and he's walking uh, what seems to be in this kind of garden of statues. And the statues are all to these different gods, this God of thunder and that God of the ocean and this God of trees and that God of wine and blah, blah, blah. There's just statues all over the place. And the reason why they put the statues there is they thought, well, we'll put as many up as we can just so we don't offend whatever God we don't even know about. And they did that to the extent that there was one statue that said to the unknown God. Because guys are really, really smart. And they figure if there are 19 unknown gods, then we'll just put one statue in there. And if that God happens to show up, we'll say, hey, that's for you. Because that's what we do. So Paul shows up and all the pe- there's a whole bunch of people that are again. And he says, um, I know who that is. Oh, you do? Yeah, I sure do. Well, tell us about him. He loves you guys. He knows what happened yesterday. He knows what happened last night. He knows what you're worried about. He loves you guys. He loves you when you're worried about your kids. He loves you when you're worried about your retirement. He loves you when you're worried about uh, a relationship with a really good friend that's gone sour. He loves you when you said something you shouldn't have said. He loves you when you're trying to fix it. And he loves you because he sent his son for you to take care of you, to cover your sin and redeem you. That's what that verse was about. So when God says, he did this, he sent Jesus. He did this so that they would seek him. God, you would do that for me? The creator of the universe, the guy who makes the stars and those amazing sunrises and sunsets and mountain vistas and all that other, he, that guy, did that for me? Yes. He did this so that we would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. How can you find God? How how can you do He's not that far away. He's never that far away. It's always, he's always close. Psalm 145 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him. There have been times when I've been overwhelmed and in my sighing, God's been with me in the car. God's been with me in a tree stand in Georgia. 
on a mountainside in Colorado, on a Navy ship in the Arabian Gulf. Everywhere I've been, He is. God listens because he cares. He listens because he's close. One more verse about the closeness. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. There's nothing that God doesn't know about our lives. Absolutely nothing. Every heartache, every burden, every worry, He understands every aspect of it. He's just waiting for you and I to reach out. And it really does make a huge difference when we do that. It's not about fancy words. It's not about a certain posture or even a certain pose. What it really comes down to is my ability or your ability to just kind of focus on him for a little bit. Hey God, it's me. I'm not sure what to say right now, but you know what's going on in my life anyway. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I've got some ideas on how things ought to work out, but I know you're smarter than me, so can you help? In Jesus' name, amen. It's not that sophisticated. It's really not. And God makes it so easy because he really does like us a lot. He really does. And he's never far away. Years ago, uh, I was on a, uh, I used to, I was in the Navy a long time ago and um, I was in an airplane and we landed in a place we weren't supposed to land on a mission that was given to us while we were in midair. And so the entire, it's one of those days where you get up and you got a plan and in one phone call, in this case, one radio transmission, everything changed, that kind of a, that kind of a thing. So we landed far away and um, what was supposed to happen when we landed didn't happen. It was supposed to happen in about 15 minutes and instead 15 minutes turned into three and a half hours and we landed at 11 o'clock and we didn't have breakfast. So we were kind of hungry. So I'm the only enlisted guy with two commissioned officers, and they want to go to the officers club on this base that was overseas. And I said, guys, I, uh, if you take the car, you're leaving me all alone. And they said, we know. Thanks. So they, they turned around and said, come in. So um, I had a baseball hat, and uh, they said, put your hat away. One of the lieutenants gave me his hat that had bars on it, ripped off my name tag, and put his name tag on it. In 15 seconds, I became a lieutenant in the United States Navy. (laughs) Don't laugh. I could really get in trouble for that. I mean, really get in trouble for that. So his name was Mark. Mark says, just do what I do. (laughs) Every once in a while, he could be weird, and I didn't want to do what he did. So I just kind of shut up, and I just followed. I just did what he did. And we walked into the... Uh, walked into the O Club, and how you doing? Fine. Anybody who had more bars than me, I saluted. And um, I had lunch, and I walked out. I thought, 
Whew. Years later, I reflect back on that. And do you understand that that's exactly what it's like to be a believer? Because every day we put Jesus on when we know we're not him. Every day I try to be like Jesus and I fail all the time. It's a whole lot easier to change my hat and change my name tag than it is to be like Jesus. And so I say, God, I, I'm trying. I'm really trying to be more like Jesus, but it's hard. I know. It was hard for him to be him too. But that's why he came. And one of the most significant things that Jesus did to help you and I understand and help, uh, and help us to understand what he meant when he was teaching us how to pray is he didn't say, when you pray, say, my father or your father. He said, our father. I have nothing in common with Jesus other than the fact that his father loves me like his father loved him. And Jesus, when he says, our father in heaven, and he says it to you, he's like, hey, the relationship I have with God, you can have with God. The strength that I get from God, you can get from God because God doesn't just love me because I'm me. He loves you because you're you. He made you. He cares about you. He always has and he always will. This is not just some uh, average Sunday morning message. This is the plea that God has been making for all time. Uh, listen. In 1 Timothy, this is what Paul says, uh, and he gives this great illustration here that God is on one side and all the people are on the other side. And Christ Jesus himself, man, is between them, bringing them together by giving his life for all mankind. Jesus makes this connection possible. It's why when uh, I finish up praying, I say to God, everything that I'm saying, I'm saying this in Jesus' name because without him, I couldn't come before you anyway. And so it's not only by his name that I make this plea, but it's by his name that I'm in your presence. And because of him that I'm thankful. And it's why we say our entire point here is to help people find Jesus and follow Jesus because he's the one that makes all this connection possible. This connection with a God who listens because he cares and he is close. If you want that, I'm going to be right outside when we're done here. I'd love to tell you more about how you can begin a relationship with God. If you already have a relationship with God, you don't need me to tell you how to do that, but I'd be more than happy to pray with you and continue to pray for you. Because that's the relationship that matters. That's the relationship that is observable. Our Father in heaven. Let's pray. God, thank you so much 
Thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for being close to us. Lord, there are times we don't feel close. Maybe it's because we're just distracted and we're overwhelmed and sometimes we pray for things we don't see you moving only to find out a day later or a week later or a year later that you've you were always there all the time you were interceding you were giving comfort you were giving wisdom you were creating opportunities you were protecting you were doing a bunch of different things and we just didn't see it at the time our lives are so much like that we reach out to you and we worry And just like our Heavenly Father say to us at times, it's okay. I got this. So God, as we come before you, we're so thankful for Jesus. It's because of what he's done for us, what he did for us on the cross, and what he continues to do for us, interceding uh, on our behalf. God, we, because of him, we're so grateful. We're so thankful. God, we want to bring more people to you. We want more people to have the hope that we have, more people to see the, the, the joy that we have through you and because of you. And so God, hear us. Listen to our prayer. Lord, there are lots of things that we ask for each and every day, but really when it's all said and done, we want what you want. We want you to do the things that you can do in our lives. Help us to be better parents and better children, better spouses, better friends, better neighbors. Lord, we live in a world that is screaming and shouting and so many people just aren't listening. Help us to listen the way that you listen to us. Help us to be patient the way that you are patient with us. Help us to love other people the way that you love us. Thank you so much for being close caring. Thank you, Lord, for listening. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.